welcome to the Ike Badgers podcast. My name is Alex Eichstead, and Badgers fans, what a fourth quarter comeback it was. Are they back? Is Wisconsin back? Well, we ask that question. We dive into the Illinois comeback in Illinois over Brett Bielema. Braden Locke, the young quarterback, showing up, doing work in the fourth. We're excited to dive into that and the Ohio State game that looms large this weekend. So without further ado, let's get into today's episode. Here Welcome we go. Welcome back to another episode of the Ike Badgers podcast. My name is Alex Eichstead. I'm your host, Badgers fans. And what a comeback it was. 18 points in the fourth quarter for Braden Locke-led Badgers to come from behind and beat Brett Bielema and the Illinois Fighting Illini in Illinois, 25-21, the final again. We have game recap. We have analysis. We have thoughts on just the quarterback situation, where the team's going from here, and, of course, that big Ohio State matchup coming up this weekend so great stuff on the podcast again thank you for tuning in if you like today's show please leave it with uh, a five-star review on apple Podcasts and spotify that's the number one way you can help us grow i'm joined by my co-host kj kj welcome to the pod how did it feel seeing the boys come back on illinois badgers fans it's great to be with you all on this victory tuesday it felt amazing and i was talking to someone else this is like the first time in years Wisconsin has actually felt and looked like Wisconsin. And I would argue probably going back to Graham Mertz's first game ever, which was his beatdown where he had like five TDs. Um, Against Illinois. Three, three or five TDs. And like that was the last time when things seemed to click like this. Like, even last year when Graham Mertz may have slung a TD pass, like even the year before he may have slung a TD pass, it was just broken football. It wasn't uh, building on itself. You know, like once we would do something good, we would then go and take two steps back. Well, the first half left a lot to be desired, but I give the batters all the credit in the world. They actually seem to have found something here. And it makes me excited. Braden Locke, I give him all the credit in the world. He looked good. After he got rocked a few times, after uh, Illinois' best defensive player got taken out of the game for targeting, which is a little bit of a controversial uh, aspect to this, you know, Braden Locke kind of came into his own. And I think that that's exactly what Ike Badgers has been talking about with the Tanner Mordecai thing this whole year. Like, you just turn on the TV and watching Tanner Mordecai try and play quarterback was like making your eyes bleed. And, and I'm sorry if like you disagree, but it was some of the most brutal. It was like watching an Army football game, and we all know Army doesn't even throw the ball, you know, like Army-Navy. And it was like Tanner Mordecai was trying to run out there with his legs, he was getting like two yards of carry. He couldn't throw. He couldn't get in the end zone. Brandon Locke looked like a quarterback out there, man. He threw some nice balls. He threw some nice balls when it counted. And he didn't try and scramble when he knew he's not Michael Vick, you know? So there's just a lot of positives, and you see the, like the, the trickle-down effect. Braylon Allen had his best game in forever, like probably at least a year he had his best game. Will Pauling finally emerged as a wide receiver one. It's like none of these guys wanted to take that wide receiver one spot. It seemed like DK was defaulting into it, but I think DK's probably – 
he is what he is. He's like a number two. He's not one of these exceptional guys. He's a solid, multifaceted contributor. It was good for me to see Will Pauling ascend into that kind of role. And I think that's what the batters have needed. There's been so much uncertainty. We need to find roles in this team. Like, it can't be no two-back set with Chez and Braylon. It's got to be Braylon, right? And now Chez is out for the year, so it's Braylon. It can't be no, you know, one-year stopgap quarterback. Maybe we'll do him. Maybe we'll we'll give it to Braden. Maybe we'll give it to Miles Burkett. Maybe we'll give it to Nick Evers. No, we now have our quarterback, it looks like. It can't be just wide receiver by committee. You kind of need a little bit of a hierarchy. And you look at the defensive side of the ball, those guys are obviously inspired. you got multiple sacks and multiple guys a really encouraging performance man and, and and it was the most encouraging performance i've seen all year just to add an exclamation point it was the best play i've seen from a badgers offensive lineman in several years nolan rucci the younger brother of hayden rucci who we've had the pleasure of the ruchis on the podcast uh cage catching that touchdown looking like a supreme athlete what was your thoughts as as that was the play drawn up? I was thinking the Packers and David Bakhtiari and their failed attempt at doing that. But what did that say just about kind of the gutsiness and the the way that it worked out that, you know, it, it was gutsy. You got to give you got to give him some credit there. I give, I give credit to Phil Longo for dialing it up. And I also give credit for the Badgers for executing it because it was one of those things where if it gets executed poorly, you look like an idiot. And if, you, if it gets executed perfectly, you look like a genius. And I'm not a huge fan of going to that in these explanations, but this particular play, it really was like an all or nothing. Either you're going to look great or you're going to look terrible. Badgers executed perfection. Man, I think like Phil Longo, he'll never admit it, but even he was like, look, man, I was trying to coordinate with my hands behind my back with Tanner Mordecai as a quarterback. Dude was running more than he was throwing. This was basically Phil Longo's play, right? Like, Brandon Lock ain't going up to the line and dialing up an offensive lineman as, like, a misdirection receiver, right? This is why you have a talented coordinator. And it didn't really seem like Mordecai was uh, leaning into that stuff. It does seem like Brandon Lock's able to grasp it. This Ohio State game is going to tell us a lot. We've got that on the agenda Will Braden Lockett knocked out of the game? That's been a downside for him. That's been some bad badgers is this guy takes hits. He gets lit up like it's Christmas season. And it really took Illinois' best defender getting ejected for the badgers to start their comeback. And I know Ohio State has like four or five or six of those guys in their front seven. So I'm going to be very intrigued to see how Braden Lock does. If we go into this game, I was kind of saying that uh, maybe this is on the pod, Alex. Maybe it was off the pod. But with Ohio State beating Oregon and also beating Penn State now, the college football playoff rankings haven't officially come out yet. But when they do, I believe Ohio State's going to be ranked number one just because of how many great wins they've had and their combination of being undefeated and playing in the Big Ten. So if the batters can go and play Ohio State when they're number one and we get that win – I know it's a it's like a shooting star wishing upon a star, but let's carry this spark and let's knock off the number one team at home like David Gilreath did, and let's you know flip over a whole different script for this for this season and have a ball. It's really like the sky's the limit for us. So, uh, but this Ohio State game, man, I think if we can survive, like if we get beat fifty six zip, 
I don't know if anyone would be surprised. Uh, I just hope it's competitive, right? Like, the last time we were competitive versus team was Alex Hornibrook. It was, like, 21-16. We ended up losing. Uh, I think that was Jonathan Taylor was still on the team, you know, 2017, something like that. But we've got to get over the hump again. We can't just keep getting our T's knocked in versus these good teams. I want to see us go beyond just like a comeback versus Illinois. I want to see us beat a ranked team. I want to see us beat a top 10, top 5, top 3 team. Because this is why we brought Fickle here. So let's. this is our opportunity. Let's do it. I'm, I'm excited, man. This is like some red meat for Badgers fans. Ohio State, big comeback victory. There is wind in the sails, Badgers fans. So it's like you're going into a big naval battle, and you may not have the best ships compared to the other guys, but you got the wind at your back, and that gives you some hope. It's over, Anakin. I have the high ground. (laughs) (laughs) But I want to take it back to Illinois because I just want to touch on this before we move towards Ohio State. What I saw in the game was truly, Cage, the same team I had seen until the game-changing play, which you mentioned it, was when the defender for Illinois sacks – Braden Locke and gets ejected and, and I'm going to take a look his name was Jerzon Newton this guy was an absolute beast on the D-line he's projected to be a I think a first round draft pick um, he's going to be playing on Sundays but he lit Braden Locke up and what I noticed Cage about the targeting play right is that typically it always neutralizes the other team's best player because these are the guys who are laying big hits in college. It's not like you've seen it on the Badgers' side of the pass rush this year. It's very minimal. There's not a lot of hits from the pass rush because the pass rush doesn't necessarily have a star like this guy. And when back-to-back games, my concern is that Braden Locke, on that very play he was hit, he fumbled the ball. That's back-to-back weeks, Badgers fans, where he on his front side, the side he should be seeing, is getting rocked and fumbling the ball as a result. And that's bound to happen against Ohio State. Like, if it happened against Illinois and Nebraska or whatever team came before Illinois cage, uh, it's going to happen most likely uh, Iowa. Um, it's going to happen again uh, against you know, Ohio State. So I'm a little concerned there about his just awareness, but he did look good slinging the ball. I'm very happy he's not running. You mentioned it, Mordecai. What a train wreck. I mean, the guy lost all confidence in his arm early on, resorted to just kind of scrambling. It was ugly football. Some of the worst Wisconsin football I could even stomach to watch. My eyes were bleeding watching the Mordecai led Padgers. And you and now it looked a little it looked a little res, resemblance of something normal. I also didn't really just being straight up. I didn't like watching Ches Malusi get the t- carries. Badgers fans, I never did. And, and I like seeing Braylon Allen get the majority of the carries. He got 29 carries, 145 yards. That's what I wanted. I don't care about the six year guy. I never really, you know, after the first year when I saw enough of Ches, I kind of knew he wasn't the guy. Braylon Allen. I want to see more out of him. I want to see him pushing those 150-yard games. That's how Wisconsin's going to beat Ohio State is feeding their big boy. Um, and Cage, well, and, and just, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. My, my final point was the receiving core. We're kind of learning that you know Will Pauling's legit. Skylar Bell, he should have been playing more. But I mean, some of these guys, we should have just been 
going top heavy like Jameer DK is this oddball where you can't seem to get it going but we everyone knows he's talented but I, I think in terms of like a guy like CJ Williams on the one play Braylon Allen's running wide open down the middle of the field CJ Williams is another player with no awareness on the field he, he runs directly into Braylon Allen where Braylon Allen has to run him over actually and uh cj williams ends up making the tackle on what maybe would have been like a 60 or 70 yard run so there's just some yeah. plays out there where you're just scratching your head with some of these transfer guys cage uh brayden lock has those so i'm not totally sold badgers fans i know it was exciting no. i want to pump the brakes because i gotta be honest he might be rocked against ohio state i think that the numbers would say it's more favorable chance that he is so uh yeah. cage what no, were your I mean, thoughts about his pocket awareness for, or just like what you saw there? You nailed it on the head and Badger Sense. I just want to emphasize this. It's like, you know, we got excited when we saw the Badgers come back just like everybody else. But this team has had a pretty rough season so far. So it's important for us to keep that in mind when projecting forward. And right now, I think a parallel can be drawn going off Alex's uh, Chesma Lucy comments and, and all that. Like, Brandon Locke's pocket awareness, man, it's going to be interesting, right? Because this guy could have gotten knocked out cold several times so far. But, but the broader conversation here, I, I think, like, the turning point, which Badger's identity do we want to adopt, right? Going back to the Chesma Lucy, going back to the Tanner Mordecai, when the Badgers started taking that next step, it's when they stopped messing around with guys that simply had no talent. And what I'm, what I'm saying with that with is, like, you know, once they realize that these, like, Dustin Sharers and, and uh, you know, these fifth-year quarterbacks, if you remember back in the day, the batters would have, like, a fifth-year guy every year, and they would be, like, a one-year starter. You'd be terrible, and then you'd move on to the next year. And, you know, they have, like, some people, stuff like that. Guys who were, like, fun Wisconsin players, maybe, but they just, like, weren't talented. Like, the eye test, you know? Like, you're like, okay, that guy can run in college with a good line, or that quarterback can hand it off 50 times a game. But it wasn't until, you know, Scott Tolzien, the multi-year starter, Russell Wilson, NFL caliber Super Bowl winner, you know, like Melvin Gordon, James White, Florida backs, Jonathan Taylor, New Jersey backs, East Coast backs, right? Defense, bringing in the Samoan guys from the Gary Anderson, Dave Aranda recruiting tree. And just to bring back Al's point, it's like play the best players. Ches Malusi, you looked at the guy, he didn't have it. That's why Clemson didn't want him, okay? Like if we want to be a Clemson, we got to operate like a Clemson. And we're kind of – taking their sloppy seconds, which we got to be better than that. Tanner Mordecai, you know, like, it's crazy, man. He just didn't have it, and yet we continue to stick with it. It took, it took an injury. Uh, so I think if the batters really want to, like, pull themselves out of this mediocre trench that they've been entrenched in for the last several years, they've got to take some hard looks at the guys and say, like, okay, Ches Malusi, not a baller. Braylon Allen, very clearly a baller. You know, Braden Locke, much more of a baller than Tanner Mordecai, right? And, like, receivers, offensive linemen, defense. You're like, we got to get back to playing the thoroughbreds. If you're not a thoroughbred, transfer portal's right there. Yeah, yeah. when did college football and when did Wisconsin start playing, like, 
gratitude points. You know what I'm saying? Like, no, it's like they went back to it. It's weird. They went away from it, and then they kind of slipped back into it. And so, yeah, it's like you got to just play to the strengths here. Like, let's let's go with Allen until you can't run Allen anymore against Ohio State because then at least every carry you have a shot of gaining some yards. I mean, this guy, all he does is run people over. I guarantee even a team like Ohio State doesn't want to tackle Braylon Allen. They'll much rather tackle Ches Malusi any day of the week. And that's just like a simple thing that, you know, it was – Hard for the coaches to really see, but you can easily see it as a fan. We know a lot of Badgers fans were seeing that. Tanner Mordecai, another case cage. Braden Locke going up against Ohio State. I think we just got to kind of talk about this. Like, Marvin the Badgers, hey, they might be going up against the number one team. You mentioned earlier Oregon. It was actually Notre Dame that the Ohio State oh, Buckeyes knocked off. They yeah. were ninth overall. That was a road win for Ohio State. So that was a really good win. This Penn State game this last weekend – if you saw it, they were actually a massive moment in that game where a pick six or a fumble six a defensive touchdown. I forgot what it was exactly for Penn State to put them up seven points was called back. And then Ohio State takes the seven points. So it was a 14 point swing. They end up winning Ohio State. It seemed like classic Ohio State ref Bush yeah. League cage. You know you're going to be going up against that this weekend, but at home with this momentum of this Illinois win, people are going to be talking upsets. Is it possible? Do you even know who the Ohio State quarterback is this year? It's a new guy, man. I mean, I, I was looking at the box score. The cord. It's like, I don't know this guy either. That's a good sign, Badgers fans. This is not C.J. Stroud. This is not even, you know, Terrell Pryo. Yeah. This is is a new guy that we do not know. And, yes, they're 7-0. But I think we all know who the danger man is. Harrison Jr. Cage. Are you putting Ricardo Holloman on him and praying for dear life? Or what's your strategy with, with Harrison? You know, at some point, you just got to go and challenge your players. Say, hey, Ricardo, you're going to shadow Harrison. Go have at it. See how you stack up against a, fir- a future first-round pick. You know, like, give him a challenge. If you boil it down to one-on-one matchups, willpower is a lot greater effect than, you know, maybe if you say, hey, guys, go beat Ohio State. Like, then it's like, oh, well, I mean, how am I going to do that, right? Yeah, so, exactly. Like, hey, all you have to do is beat the guy across from you. Less than 100 yards. Play, then yeah. two play. Then three play. Just win that one matchup every play, and just that'll add up. Like, that's when we can actually get somewhere. So, for me, I would challenge it, man. Like, you've got to actually give yourselves a shot. I don't want to see the Badgers getting too cute. I do want to see Longo dialing it up because we're going to need it. But in terms of just defending Marvin Harrison, defending the run, like, just come angry. You know, come come ready to play. That's all you can ask for. Have to keep them contained. If Iowa State puts up like 30 points in the first half, it's going to be a blowout again. Harrison Jr., you, you told me off air, KJ, he was dominating last game against Penn State, just kind of flashing, you know, making plays. Hey, we know his, their magic, man. Time to go out there and make an upset, right? Like, it's going to come from just inspired belief. You're not going to do it unless you're inspired. And Badgers fans, let's go back to the David Gilreath. The reason why Wisconsin upset number one Ohio State all those years ago was because on that first play of the game, 
Gilreath inspired them all. Yeah. Even the coaches. They weren't going into that game thinking it was possible. Maybe they were telling the team that. But the moment Gilreath took the opening kickoff back and you're up 7-0, it's possible, baby. It's it's defense time. You know, run the defense out there. Let's get a stop. Let's hold this lead. And I think the Badgers need to get off to an early lead cage. Do you have any predictions about this game and how you think it's going to go? And uh, then maybe what you'd like to see. You know, uh, off your David Gilreath point, the biggest analogy I think of is uh, the movie Troy when Achilles takes the beach and the the rest of the army's still in the ocean. Like, they're seeing him do work out there. And then by the time all the ships start docking, they're kind of like, you know, raising their arms, you know, like chanting Achilles, Achilles, Achilles. It's like that's almost like when the offense and defense was chilling on the sidelines and they see their boy David Gilly just run the opening kickoff back. They're like, I can't wait to get on that beach front and go ham. We are going to need plays on the special teams. I, I think that's a bold prediction I have. Like, yeah, special I need teams got to score points. Special teams got to score points. Uh, I'd like to see a defensive touchdown of some sort. We're going to have to win the turnover battle. That's how we're going to win at the No botch kicks. My prediction, bro, 28-10 Ohio State. What about you? I'm going to say I think Badgers are putting up six points. Um, I want to say three. I don't think it's going to be clean because Ohio State's strength this year is defense. Their coach talked about it. He talked about being their separating factor against Notre Dame, against Penn State. I think it's going to be tough for Braden Lack, but I would love nothing more than to just see a young gun. I think he represents a wild card who they don't have a scouting report on this guy. This is like a new relief pitcher in baseball. Like, let him sling it. Let him sling it. Let him put him on their heels. Let's get Ohio State on their heels. They're going to expect Braylon Allen, but they're not going to expect some creativity. This is Longo's time. This is his time to shine. Fickle, can he pull off the big win? This is really the first true test, Badgers fans. So buckle up. Get ready. It's going to be amazing. Let's shock the world. We want to thank you again for listening to today's episode. If you like the show, please leave a five-star review and text this show to another Badgers fan that's the number one way you can help us grow uh if you like the Packers we have Ike Packers podcast fun stuff going on over there do they need a coaching change encourage everybody listening to go check out that show as well and make sure to follow us on X where we do live tweeting and more cage I want to thank you for coming on the podcast any final thought for the listeners today let's shock the world Badgers fans let's put ourselves in the map it's a new era let's make it start this weekend Gilreath, Gilreath, gotta believe, I'm Wisconsin. Do it for Gilreath, I'm Wisconsin. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Ike Badgers podcast. If you like the show, please tell a friend or leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. That's the number one way you can help us grow. Thank you again for listening, and as always, on Wisconsin. Yeah, we on, yeah. Yeah, we are on oh, Wisconsin. Yeah, we are. Yeah, we are. Yeah, we are on oh, Wisconsin.
Let's go to the coast tonight. tonight. Find me on my coast. 